that we have we have abandoned God, His Word, and His law much quicker than you did, and we have thrown ourselves into evil, satanic, godless practices before you did. So it's no surprise that we would be much further down the destructive practices than you guys are. It just it fit. Welcome to another episode of the Carpe Fide podcast, where if the shoe fits, you wear it. And if the truth hurts, you bear it. I am Justin Gruber. And I am Jesse Gruber. And today we hope you will seize, seize the, the faith. Welcome to episode 106 of the Carpe Fide podcast. 106. Yes. Dude, you, you're doing wonderful with Spanish. I know Spanish <laughs> numbers. Now do Latin. I don't fail. I don't fail. Know Latin numbers. <laughs> I disown you. Tonight we have a very special guest on the Carpe Fide podcast. He's hailing to us from the great white north. You may, many of you know him. Many of you know him as, as the Italian stallion. And... Many of you should know him as the Italian Stallion. <laughs> it's one Andrew DePartolo. How are you, buddy? It's good to be here. Good to be on with you guys. We had a lot of fun a few days ago, and uh, I'm anticipating because this is not my show, I get to be a little more, little more buck wild. So yes, I hope, oh, yes. I hope you guys and everyone are ready for this. Yes, yeah. our only stipulation was that you wear a shirt, and a shirt you have worn. So we're yes. we're good. We're yeah. in the clear. From here yeah. on out, that's all. You, all you need to see is that I'm wearing a shirt. That's, I didn't stipulate that actually, so I. I mean, I'm whatever. You, whatever you got to do, man. I, I'm, I'm all about it. <laughs> anyway, what's our itinerary, Justin? Well, tonight we thought we'd start off, Andrew. I, I, I believe many of our guests are well aware of who you are, what you're doing up there with Liberty Coalition, uh, but maybe you could just give us a little brief, a bit about yourself for those of that, those of us, those of our listeners that don't know you. There you, you go. You did it. You did it. You got it. Words are hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, I am a pastor in Kingston, Ontario, Canada. So that's about halfway between Toronto and Ottawa. Uh, we moved to Kingston in 2011. I took a position at a church here. And then after a few years, my time at the church came to an end, mostly because they didn't do the money thing so well and they couldn't afford the newest hire. So I was on the chopping block after a couple of years. Then my wife and I decided, well, do we go back home to Toronto? It's where I grew up. Do we stay here? We decided to stay in Kingston. We planted a church in the city in 2016. And we and we kind of started growing a little bit. We're a very unique flavor of a church. I mean, in the States, you find more, you know, confessional, reform, Baptist churches. Uh, here in Canada, really the only true ones are all the ones that stood up. So it was maybe about 100 mm. of us in the country, something like that. So we decided to stay in Kingston. We started our church, and things were, you know, going as you would anticipate a new church going. Kingston's also a very transient city. It's a military town. There's a university here, another college, there's a prison city, there's like six jails in Kingston, a bunch of halfway houses. Oh my. So lots of people coming and going in the city. The population of Kingston fluctuates big time between the summer and the fall. So that was the life of our church, people coming, people going, students, people in the military. And then the COVID stuff hits. And my my position personally from day one was I I don't buy it. I don't, I, I do, and, and partly because I was taking my cue from other like-minded people and actually not just believing whatever legacy media was feeding me. So my, my initial thought was something like this. If the same people who are telling me that you can murder clumps of cells in the womb, 
that men can become women, that God didn't create the universe and that the earth is going to melt in 12 years if we don't destroy our economy. When those same people who obviously care nothing about the well-being of society say, oh, no, no, but now for reals, we really care about your health. Oh, and now we're going to start doing good science, even though our entire foundation is godless. My go-to is I'm not going to trust a single thing they say. They obviously don't care about life, and they obviously have no foundation for science and creation. So I can just disregard whatever they say. That was my basic position from the beginning. Um, now, I couldn't unanimously— yeah, You're a real rule follower then. You really like Yeah. The... Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I, I, By and large, I'm a fairly compliant person. Well, you are Canadian. Is... This is true, yes. although I, I'm more Italian than Canadian, but— <laughs> So th this is true, but when it comes to stuff like this, I was, I mean, I was like, this is, this is ridiculous. Like it's, we know masks don't work. We have 20 years worth of studies. Um, you can never, we've never been able to vaccinate for a respiratory illness, like in history, because just the flu, like all these things, I just thought we knew these things. It was very distrusting. And so there was a little bit of tension early on in our church. No one left because of what we did. But early on, I was very strong. I mean, I came out hard on social media. I was posting stuff in March and April saying, if we give the government this much power, they're not going to give it up. They're, they're going to take it. They're going to, it's going to be tyrannical. They, we're going to crush the economy. People are going to die. It's going to be brutal. So I was very open about that. Some people in my church, not so much, a little bit of tension. Uh, no one left, like I said, because of it as time went on. Basically, you know, about six or eight months after it, our church almost entirely came around and said, you know what? Yeah, you're right. This is this is not what it seems. And so at this point, we were in the throes of some of the harshest lockdowns. So we met, we stayed open. We met, we would lock the doors after service started. We would have lunch together. All of this was very much against the law. We, we basically broke every law we could, and we went out of our way to break all the laws that they they put in place with regard to the COVID nonsense. Very nice. And yeah, that was very American of me, even though I'm not. It American. was. It was very American. Yeah. Oh, you know, you're, yeah. you're Italian too. So. That's right. So, so I mean, our, our our church stayed open. We were very public about it on social media. I was very public about it as well. I was engaged in a number of protests and outdoor worship services and events where they saw me, they knew me, they saw our church. Now, I mean, by God's grace, we never once had an encounter with a bylaw officer or someone from the health unit or the police. No one got fined, no issues kind of in, in that regard. But we kept doing our thing and we stayed open. And like a lot of churches, there was a surge in the, in the height of the lockdowns because people had nowhere else to go. Mm. And then like some other places, the surge died back down once churches opened back up and everyone, you know, went back to their they're flaky churches because being with your besties apparently is more important than obeying and honoring the Lord. So anyway, so we kind of deflated back <laughs> but down. That's again besides inside. the point. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so it's as, as a result of our position, I felt we were totally alone. There was no one else in Kingston. There were two other churches in the city that stayed open, but they were super private, top secret about it. The pastors told their people, don't say anything, don't broadcast. It just is our little our little secret. And so we felt very much alone until I started seeing more pastors around the country actually did the same. And some of these guys were fined and arrested. And so that's how I got connected with these other pastors. And ultimately, that's how I got connected with the Liberty Coalition Canada, which is what I'm doing now.
So I'm the director of operations and I also have the joy of being able to do the podcast. And I mean, I've interviewed politicians and met with them and just some incredible people and been able to do some good work. So I'm thankful for that. And the Lord put this all together. So I didn't imagine three years ago that I'd be doing all sorts of political advocacy protests and rallies and helping students getting suspended and expelled from school. But here we are. (laughs) Anything for the kingdom, right? That's right. (laughs) Way to get those kids out of the school one way or the other. That's what we say. Get out of school (laughs) or bust. Do what you got to do. Busted. Oh man, I was uh, going to say you you could ask him a qu- you could you could ask him a qu- your question, but I think he just answered. He kind of gave us a rundown of his. What was my question? Didn't you want to talk about uh, just kind of how COVID affected his church? And I kind of feel like he gave us a good rundown there. Oh yeah, you did give us a good rundown, Andrew. Yeah, you did a great job. You, do you have? Did have you, you know done this before? All the other questions? Could you just answer them now? Go ahead. <laughs> no, <laughs> just... my 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 prophetic gifting is only one, only the next step. Like it's not like a two steps down the road. It's just whatever the next so, that, thing is. Got it. That makes total yeah. sense. <laughs> Um, that's awesome. I mean, it sounds like we have a lot of kind of interesting similarities there listening to that. I mean, we're, we planted 10 years ago in Glassboro, New Jersey, which also fluctuates seasonally because we have a huge state college, um, in Glassboro also. So. No prisons though. That is a difference. <laughs> yes. No prisons, but several public schools, which are almost like the same thing. So Ooh. these things, these things are the truth, but, uh, yeah, so very interesting. Thanks. Every time you say Kingston, I just think of Jamaica, so it's very confusing for me. It's it's quite the opposite of Kingston, Jamaica. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Yeah. In in almost every imaginable way, <laughs> it's the opposite of Kingston, Jamaica. Mm. Yeah. Interesting fact about Kingston, because I'm sure you're dying to know this, but Kingston was originally supposed to be the capital of Canada, hence the name Kingston, the Kingstown. Kingstown, yes. But because of its location on the water, it's basically entirely surrounded by Lake Ontario. They determined Ooh. that it was a very weak position to defend. in terms of to defend from you guys because you're so aggressive down there that they. Uh, well, they when you burn our White House, it... <laughs> that's right. That's, that, that's fair. Yeah, that, that's that, that's our that's our glorious moment of history. So, um, so they moved the capital from Kingston to Ottawa which is a much more defensible position. And then Kingston is lots of old military forts here. Very unique city. Very cool. I was going to ask, I, I was told that pronouncing, how do you say Toronto? Do you say Toronto? Yeah, Toronto. Yeah. I, I, I feel like someone told me it's like, oh man, Toronto. There's, there's three, there's three ways to pronounce Toronto. Okay. Depending on if you're not from it, it's Toronto. Right. Yeah. Okay. So every time I hear someone say Toronto, it's refreshing because I know they're not from there. Okay. If you're from <laughs> Toronto, it's Toronto. Okay. But if you've been there for like three generations, it's Toronto. Okay. The Toronto, I think, is probably the strange yeah. one that yeah. I was thinking. No, not Toronto. C H is Toronto. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like. Fra? I grew up in Toronto. <laughs> Family's been there five generations. Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like a dish, like some like a street food dish. Yeah, Toronto sounds like something you get from a, uh, a a food truck or something. A Mexican food truck. Oh, Hispanic. I wasn't gonna, I wasn't Hispanic gonna bring race truck. into this. I love, I love, I, I love street corn. I don't know what to I tell you. I think, I think, I think you were thinking more like Mediterranean, like you'd get it at a shawarma place, right? No, I was thinking Toronto, like like a churro, like Toronto. Like a, like a chalupa churro, churro, churro together. This is getting nowhere. So <laughs> I wanted to ask your opinion on a, on a story that just came Woo. up. Um, 
recently it hit our <laughs> did my did my bright head. It hit our American turn. Put your hat back on. It hit our uh, our American news news wave. Um, apparently, in Vancouver, BC, the government will be funding drag camps. So instead of going to band camp or you know a sports camp, you can go to drag camp and and because um, they're thought, not after the kids <laughs> it's just, it just was a little clearly not after our kids <laughs> what possesses a government to fund a drag camp demons <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm sorry yeah. that's the answer it's satanic um our uh, there's there's much that can be said about our elected officials here in canada uh but with regard to this, we have we have legislated, we have introduced into the criminal code special protections for certain classes of people. We have protected classes. We have certain groups of people you can't speak against. You need to virtue signal to, and you could face the threat of fine or, or jail time. So that's not and free so, speech then, right? We're just, we're all No, agreeing. no, there's no, yeah, there's no, there's no second amendment. There's no first amendment here. It was no second amendment here either. There's sounds like forties America is what it sounds like. Yeah. So there's no, there's no free speech here. It's, there's very much, there's very, very many regulations on speech other than what's reasonable, right? Inciting to violence, slander, libel. Aside from that, there's no real free speech here. It's not protected. So these protected classes have special privileges and so not only can you not speak against them, but everything must be done in intersectional fashion to elevate them and make much of them and give them all of the privileges you can. And you you also you guys experienced a little bit of this mm-hmm. in the States where after the shooting at Covenant School, all the legacy media was like, oh, poor trans people, they're victims. And right. They can't they can't be the perpetrators because they're perpetual victims. Yeah. So our uh, our prime minister has done his best. He's a he's probably the most feminist world leader in the world, and that's including female heads of state in other countries. And uh, he is he is just doing the bidding of his neo Marxist cultural behemoth globalist overlords, and that includes everything to defile God's right order. For marriage, sexuality, and creation. Mm. Well, he started so, out as an actor, actors. right? He was a drama teacher. Oh, okay. And then he inherited a million dollars from his dad after he died, and then he well, became prime minister. And his net worth has since grown tenfold. And and now he is he's black. Is that right? Uh, from time to time, mm. this was a while ago. He, <laughs> he, had, he had these he had these these black stints. About three of them. No. During his young oh, adulthood. Yeah. Okay. All right. I just I I get confused. I I, I was. Yeah. I see he a does, picture. I don't see too, a picture. I I... <laughs> so Canada. I mean, in terms of a, a brief historical comparison, I would argue that Canada, in its genesis, is a more Christian nation than the United States. This is one of the secrets about. Canada, a lot of people don't know. We heard the talk at the Church at War conference, and we have issues right. with it. But... Yeah, if they just okay. wanted me to stand up there and like sure. give a reasoned response, I could have easily done that. Yeah, well, I wasn't invited on stage. Your, it's not your. It's not your country. But like for, for example, does that mean we get to make um, lies up? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> so the like our education system. I mean, Dewey in the United States 
part of the creation of public education was not the inculcation of Christian beliefs, but rather the opposite of that, where in Canada, Egerton Ryerson, there was a focus to establish Christian principles in the education system and not not separate the education system from Christian principles. You know, the Psalm 72-8 all over our parliamentary buildings and our coat of arms. There's So all that to say there's a, there's a Christian heritage to Canada, but we have we have freed ourselves from that Christian heritage. We, we've removed the shackles. Did you say enslaved yourself? Yeah. We, 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 to, to, to sin by removing the shackles of mm. Christendom much quicker and much more intensely than you have in the States, which is why our sinfulness is so much greater, which is why, so the trans thing is, is an issue, but per capita, given the population differences, we murder a higher percentage of preborn babies every year than you guys do. Hmm. Oh, wow. I by, didn't know that. By, by sheer numbers, it's more because you're, well, <clears throat> basically the shakedown is every year in Canada, about a million babies, sorry, about 100,000 babies are murdered in Canada. And in the United States, it's about a million. So it's 10 times more in the States. Right. But your population is less than 10 times bigger than ours which means as a percentage of the population, yeah, we capita, murder yeah. babies more than you do. Hmm. We actually started doing it before you did. Hmm. We had legal, we had all abortion restrictions removed before you did. We legalized gay marriage before you did. So we've been, we're a worse country. And one, one of the ironies about Canada is we pride ourselves in not being like Americans. Oh, we're not like them down, not like those Americans, but we're worse we do more evil mm. and corrupt things than you guys have for a long time. So it's no surprise that our, our, uh, our cup of God's wrath would be more full than yours is because we've abandoned him much sooner than you did. But you do it in a non-confrontational way. You're very you know, nice about yes. it. Very, very so yeah. so it's kind of okay, I guess. Yeah. Sweet, they're for, like they're for, they were apologizing to Tim Stevens <sighs> after the second time they were arresting him, right? Yeah. Hey, we're, we don't want to do this here, eh? But, uh, hey, we're sorry about that, eh? Yeah, we're terribly sorry. What's what's all this? Uh, what's all this about you? Uh, <laughs> just come down here and get in the paddy wagon, eh? <laughs> yeah, you got the donuts waiting for you down to the down to the down to the, co- the the cop shop, eh? Hey, there, you got a lot of you, you got a lot of children there, eh? You, you don't know how to uh, you know not have children there. You got a lot of children. Yeah. <laughs> messed up. Boy, the situation was yeah. so messed up. Boy, they. Um, so that's a roundabout answer to your question: is that we have we have abandoned God, His Word, and His law much quicker than you did and we have thrown ourselves into evil satanic godless practices before you did so it's no surprise that we would be much further down the destructive practices than you guys are it just it fits and it it sounds like you can't even protest these types of events right didn't they throw that that one uh that one pat like that threw that one pastor out of the uh book reading yeah, or whatever so in in calgary so this was a city bylaw this is where tim stevens is the city passed a bylaw that you cannot be within 100 meters. I'm trying to convert that to American, but you it's can't about be. 300 feet. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you can't be wait 100 meters. Yeah. 300. You can't be within 100 meters of, of wherever the drag queen story hour is happening. And if you are, you get arrested for it. That's fantastic. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Or in BC, I don't know if you got, are you guys familiar with billboard Chris? Yeah, he just um, he was at that uh, the the trans rally and they started yep. assaulting him. The uh, uh, the men slash the men the men masquerading as oh, women. He, he's Canadian. 
Yeah, Billboard, Billboard Christmas yeah. from East from, yeah. East from BC. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So they, I just they, started they following him on Instagram. Him, and then, uh, and then when people brought video evidence to the police officers, the uh, the woman was like, "Oh, well, you know, man, he's no, no, no." The officer, the female officer. Oh, the female officer. I'm like the yeah, dude. So they brought they that brought chick. The evidence that to chick the dude that assaulted him was definitely a yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like that one video. It's ma'am. It's ma'am. <laughs> it's He's over there ma'am. like, of you, of you. I'm like, that is not a yeah. woman. That is so not a woman. Brought, they brought video evidence to the female officer, and she's like, oh, no, no, but Billboard Chris was assaulting. Wait, what? Uh, we're done here. And she just walked away. So that's Canada. We're going to talk about that on our show on Thursday about the uh, the, the the trans mafia, rainbow mafia. Yeah, we're yeah. – we, it's driving me insane. So, like, for example, the strongest powerlifting woman in, in Canada is a dude. So there's that. Yeah. Mm. Yep. 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 And then and then a dude actually walked in and said he was a man and broke his record. <laughs> and, and then was a dude again. <laughs> Just really? a stupid idea. Yeah. Yep. In Canada yep. that happened? Yep. Yeah, no. The one she, and she is an evil. He is an evil man. Anna, whatever her name is, is an evil, evil man. And he was like, "Oh, I don't know why. I don't know why women can't bench more. Like maybe because you were a dude, and now you're saying and pretending to be a woman, but you were a dude. Maybe dudes have different muscles. You, anyway, the trans thing is horribly frustrating. And if dads don't get on board, they should not be surprised that their daughters have nothing to do when they enter." anything because it will all be men patriarchy wins man patriarchy wins it always Mm -hmm. wins like you know the women were finally like oh wow look we have a mass shooter we actually we actually did have a female mass shooter and there was like and dudes were like nope wait a second here nope he said he was a dude and i'm I'm told that if he says he's a dude he must be a dude he has to be a man so technically was a male shooter yeah i'm waiting for the i'm waiting for the throwdown between feminists and trans activists like and not not like what like J.K. Rowling says her thing and oh you're a turf and even the tennis player Martina Navratilova is like listen men they're they're stronger oh you're a turf I'm waiting for the real showdown like I'm waiting for these I'm waiting for these trans events when like a huge contingent of feminists show up because it it just seems like it's it's got to explode right like. These these hardcore feminists. Yeah, but, at, not the, just yeah, gonna, but at the end of the day, it's going to be a like bunch of men beating up die, a bunch right? of women. So it's it's going to be awful. It's going to be hard. All the poor feminists are going to get beaten by a bunch of men. Mm-hmm. So happens at these. Uh, it, there's a lack of reality that we are we're just we're just letting go of everything God's made, and so there's no there's no stability to anything. Yeah. Um, and it is it is sad, but of course, of course, one of the things that we saw so we've seen a lot of pushback particularly after what happened um at covenant school um and the timing of it we saw a lot of pushback because there were all these gears in motion for the trans day of visibility and when a tragedy like this happens normally what would happen is you'd shut them down they would they would they wouldn't continue on with them but they didn't shut them down. So you still had all these celebrations at the White House and at sporting events and at, at music awards. And you still had all of this trans day of visibility stuff push forward after a trans man killed Christians. And and it, it's receiving a lot of pushback because at its core, it's 
even even if you were to accept the trans ideology, it's just bad taste. It's just horribly disgusting to have to have that celebration go on. And and I'm seeing it as an undercurrent from the people. Like I'm seeing I'm seeing a good social media push by a lot of people, just even nominal people. Like this was really this is really disgusting. And like, are we really gonna just move? Are we gonna now talk about the Trump indictment instead of remembering that we just saw you know three Christian children murdered for being Christian children? Like, are we gonna do well, that? Well, he is the first president to be indicted, right? But I mean, so and not just three Christian children, but like <clears throat> if if they apply their own intersectional matrix, there was a black man who was mm-hmm. killed. There was a female teacher who was killed, mm-hmm. and two of the students that were killed were girls. Mm-hmm. So if they consistently apply their intersectional matrix, like BLM should be freaking out because it was a white person that killed a black man, right? Like you think they no, would be B- out there? But BLM is fighting for the trans movement anyway. So right. <laughs> what I'm what I'm curious is, is there any undercurrent like that at something like this at you know at a government spending? citizens dollars on a drag queen summer camp for kids to go feel what it's like to be a a drag queen like is there any is there any cultural pushback or even just any just sort of social media presence that's saying like no this is disgusting we can't this is ridiculous first of all that's my money stop doing that and and second of all no this is wrong i think that so yes and and i mean it's tough to parse out the exact percentages but i think that so I've been to a couple of drag queen story hour protests here in Canada uh, with with some some friends of ours at like minded churches. And what I found when I'm at these protests is and we're always outnumbered. So I'm there with some other Christians from churches. We're always outnumbered 30 to 1, 40 to 1, 50 to 1. It's just the rainbow mafias. They're out there in full force. Now, obviously, I don't think this is representative of society as a whole. The reality is the number of people that are legitimately right who actually would suffer from gender identity disorder is such a small percentage of people and even 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 the reality the percentage of people who legitimately have some sort of same-sex attraction and are engaged in sodomy that's a small percentage of the population right so the reason why there's so much support for it i think it's two main reasons one well-meaning parents who don't know any different who are just being fed what comes from the legacy media so i was at one particular protest and there was a dad there he kind of he looked like he was confused by the whole thing it was just more than he was imagining and he was there with that's his because daughter. it's confusing <laughs> it is very confusing but he's there with his daughter and the daughter's saying i'm a boy and the dad is saying my son my son and i'm having a conversation with him he's not a he's not a rabid rainbow maniac he's a he's a dad who has a daughter who's confused and hurting and who is being bombarded with these confusing messaging and here he is asking questions like how do i best love my daughter now he doesn't have the tools he doesn't have the the men around him to help him understand this and so what he gets from teachers and counselors and the media and from public health is the best way to love your daughter is to affirm that it's a boy and call her your son. And so there are a lot of parents like that who are well-meaning. They just, they don't know any better because they're, they're getting media lies and government lies. So there's that. And then there's a bunch of people who understand that if they don't, if they don't make their Twitter picture a black square uh, after George Floyd is, is killed, that they're going to, they're going to find themselves at the, the end of the cancel machine. 
And so we have that here too. We have that here with our orange squares and every child matters and the trans stuff. And so it's these groups of people are either uninformed or too afraid. And so even though I would say that the majority of the people don't, they, they disagree with this. And if you actually spell out, do you know that your money, money's being taken from you to fund the sexual grooming of children? They would say, well, that's, that's ridiculous. I don't support that. But because Canadians are, as you've already made mention, rather compliant and don't really question or generally trusting of our government and do what we're told, you're not going to have a whole lot of pushback. So the majority of the people do not are not along for the ride. They don't approve. But because of fear, because of being misinformed, because of well-meaning intentions, and because they're just they don't have the ability to to stand up with the spine. They'll just go along with it. Now, you mentioned, um, <clears throat> before we started talking, you mentioned that in BC there were some new laws that got passed regarding um, gender identity and stuff like that for minors. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, so one of the, one of the people behind the passing of this law, interestingly enough, she's a, she's a and I, I, don't, I can't remember if she's a, an Boy? MTP. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's definitely a woman. It's definitely a woman. And it's it's the worst kind of woman, which is the white liberal woman, which mm, is really the worst. The worst kind. The, they're the worst. I just finished reading United States of Fear by Mark McDonald. Have you heard of that? No. Little, little tiny book. He's a psychologist. He's not a believer, but he kind of unpacks the real pandemic was a pandemic of fear. And it's because men weren't leading courageously and women who are naturally afraid and protective when they're confronted with something that threatens the life of their children, they become even more irrational and protective and men don't have the spine to stand up to their wives. So men flake over. So it's, it's interesting that as a non-believer, he's recognizing creational norms, mm. but his only justification is well, evolution. Right. And I look at it and say, well, no, it's, anyway. So in the book, he, he's <laughs> That's clear. Dumb. The worst, <laughs> yeah. Evolution. In, in, in the book, he's clear that the, one of the greatest foes in the COVID era is the Karen. Mm. He's the white liberal woman who polices everyone. Anyway, so that's this that's this chick here. Well, in our, in our last election, that was the issue for us. So, yes, yes, we fully agree. Yeah. So so she she's a part of a legislative body that has basically introduced a bill that and, and the the British Columbia government, the B.C. government has passed this unanimously. And so basically what it says is it allows for gender self-identification for children as young as 12 years old. You don't need parental consent. You can have the gender changed on your birth certificate and other government ID. Again, as young as 12 years old, without your parental consent, you can change your gender identity marker and have your government identification changed as well and this woman the reason i brought up this 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 gargoyle is because she's been seen <laughs> wearing a shirt i'm sure you've seen it where it says trans kids matter or sorry save trans kids and between save and trans is a knife mm -hmm. and then between trans and kids is flowers and so they don't recognize the irony of that shirt because mm. quite literally those knives are being used to yes. castrate boys but this this monster is the one who's behind this legislation to tell kids yeah you can 
you can change all your document your documents your parents don't even have to know about it these 12 year olds they can purchase alcohol too right and cigarettes yeah pr- probably <laughs> vote. Depends, depends on what province you're in some province are a little loosey-goosey but, <laughs> no, they, 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 they cannot they can't do any of that stuff but hmm. uh it's crazy yeah, the things kids can, can decide I'm, I'm these days. can they work can can 12 year olds work jobs full-time uh, no, you. I mean, you could have like a paper route. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can't. But you can't be a full time employee. Uh, I, I, I legally no. Or on the books, no. Yeah, but uh, I'm just. I'm sure. I'm sure if you were a dancer, if you were a drag dancer at a strip club, they would give that 12 year old a full time job. Well, I'm sure they would. Oh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. 100%. Probably benefits too somehow. So yeah. to get their transition surgeries. <laughs> so at, at what point will this? cost lives because there's only so much you can do, you know, as a doctor who has a person who's telling you through half conscious, you know, repertoire of, of just in and out. Like they're, they're, they're telling you they're a woman and they're they're saying like, what's your name? I'm Janice. Oh, look, the ID says he's a female and you treat, start treating this female only to find out that they have a penis. Obviously this is going to lead to, this is going to lead to, problems you can't just this is ridiculous this is asinine yeah up until this point the one of the saving graces is regardless of how you identify when you come to the hospital they check whatever's on your records and they treat you as such i mean even the the, the amount of medication that they'll put in you will will be Very, different yeah. depending on a man or a woman i mean obviously your height and your weight factor into it but a man and a woman who are the same height and weight given the differences in testosterone and they're, they're going to treat them differently. So one of the saving graces was, doesn't matter what you identify as when you show up at a hospital unconscious, they say, like, okay, this is a, uh, this is a biological male. We'll treat as such. But you bring up a good point that if now you show up at the hospital and your, your gender identity is different and you're treated as such, this means that they could either be over medicating women or under medicating men or not accommodating for the differences, which would be detrimental. But if there's if there's one thing I can say about the Canadian federal government and subsequent sub-sovereign governments, without a doubt, is they make a whole lot of decisions and they don't think at all about the long-term consequences. Yeah, no no <laughs> secondary are, consequences are, are contemplated. <laughs> we are, if there's one thing, Canadians are good at hockey, maple syrup, and making foolish decisions legislatively that will destroy us in a very short period of time. Mm. We're great at that. Those things, that's that's us. Oh jeez. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, those maple tarts too. Those are amazing. Those those are oh, those are so good. Well, well I mean it's already part part of this madness is already costing lives. We we covered a story not that long ago of a a, a young man, he's in his mid 30s, I think. Mid 30s or early 40s, and he as a 20-year-old was suicidal, very depressed, very dark stuff in his journal, had attempted suicide, and one of his attempts involved a pipe bomb that went off too early, and it basically blew off a part of his hand and did a lot of damage to his left arm. Very troubled man, so he thought, because he was told that the only answer was problems, was to cut off his penis and be a woman, so he did that. And there's an interview that he did with a publication, and he's saying it, it helped for a little, but in, it, it didn't, in the end, do what I thought. And so this man is now seeking maid. He's seeking doctor-assisted murder and suicide, 
and he's ineligible right now because he doesn't have a uh, a terminal illness or he's not a senior but Canada's wanting to push the standards for doctor assisted murder so that anyone over the age of 18 with any mental illness it's pretty vague and mm -hmm. so here you have a man who's in his late 30s early 40s who thought the transit was the answer and it's not that he's going to kill himself on his own but he will now seek taxpayer funded doctor assisted murder because apparently transing wasn't the answer so it is it is going to cost lives and i anticipate in the next five to ten years once these people who realize the trans stuff didn't help them there's going to be a a monumental increase in suicides because of it yeah i was gonna say that's probably why they pushed all this made stuff first right you know <laughs> at least that way the system's in place to that intake all of the does seem to make good sense issues so. If your goal is to kill people, it does yep. seem to make good sense. You know, yep. th there's well, uh, the healthcare the healthcare burden is is great up there, so they need to. That's what I was just gonna say. There's something to be said for these places. Like, all right, so like, just peel back the layers. China, I know this is not maybe not PC to say. China releases a deadly virus into the world, which is what happened, whether you like it or not, and that virus focuses mainly on the sick the obese and unhealthy and the elderly, which are what they're all drains on a socialistic, you know, society. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and so we have people that are sad that want to die. You know what? Hey, if they're dead, we don't have to pay for them anymore. Right. So all of these, if you can't, if you can't see the evil in these types of practices, then there's no helping you because it's so obvious. It's right in front of your face. No, what would be acceptable is to try to help someone get better not to mm -hmm. kill them. Now, what would be cheap and efficient for a government that doesn't want to pay things for you, you know, and would rather just keep the money for themselves, is just to kill you. There's <laughs> another article that the C so the CBC put this out a couple years ago, and the article actually outlined the hard economic mm. benefit to pushing the the doctor assisted murder and suicide beyond just old people, and they actually said it would it would alleviate the burden on the healthcare system by X amount of millions of dollars every year. And they actually like the fact this article is written Jeez. is so ghoulish, but they would actually, that they would say this, this will, this will actually save us some money. Oh yeah. hundred so, percent. And if you, I mean, you look at the people that this transing stuff is being pushed on too. There's no, like there isn't a huge campaign to get 50 year old men's to transition transition. Right. If the focus on this is primarily people and the victims of this and by way of social contagion are the people who are in the best position in terms of the prime of reproduction. And so if you take young women who are just about to enter their physical prime of reproduction and young men who are also entering into that prime where physically that the drive is greatest. So here you're taking people that would otherwise reproduce themselves and you are eliminating their ability to reproduce themselves. Not only are they probably going to kill themselves, but you have now also eliminated their ability to reproduce. And so it's a double death. They will huh. die and they won't be able to create life on their own. Huh. So it's no surprise that the target is these men and women who are in their prime reproductive ages. There's no campaign for the elderly to transition. I've not seen anything in the media about 50-year-old women finally come out as a man. 
They no, don't care was, about that. That was it's just Bruce Jenner. Yeah, I was going to say just Bruce Jenner, yeah. It's the people who can create life. That's who they're after. Yeah, that's 100%. Mm-hmm. That yeah, that's an interesting point. They, you got it, Jess. Oh, I, thought I was just going okay. to cough. You were just going to cough. That's yep. not... That's, see, I thought you were winding up. To cough, <laughs> I was, yes. <laughs> yeah, there's... It's a, At it's, our age, we do have to wind up to cough. It's like a whole brace yourself. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to break a rib. A rib. Yeah, or, that and standing. Yeah. Standing also is... Sometimes it's so forceful. It gives you a headache. You're like just coughing too hard. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a whole thing. But... The per, it's just this pernicious uh, effects uh, sexually in the in this progressive movement that are affecting um, just children. Generally speaking, uh, it's a, it's a really a cultural war that we're waging against children. And I don't know that. I just don't know if you don't you know jump the shark. Like there's a lot going on. You know, there's a lot of government people that have their hands inside a lot of homes and I, you know what? I just don't buy like I think it's really nice to say like a parent is confused and doesn't know what to do and the teachers and the you know the institutions are telling them that they need to affirm like it's really nice to say that but at the same time no that parent knew what that child was when it came, when it was born to them like there was no question that your daughter was your daughter it was never your son it was always your daughter and so at a certain point like we just have to take responsibility for where we're at and move forward. Like you have to just say, no, this is where we're at. We have to change now. This is not okay. This is not acceptable, but we're just, it just keeps getting thrust upon us from on high, you know, men in high castles, handing out decrees. And I just, we, we, it has to start with a lot of personal conversations. There's gotta be a lot of people talking about this consistently so that we can make headway. I, I find the money coming from our governments, though, to be absolutely just gross and disgusting what we're what we're doing, because it's 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 the mutilation of generations. And one of, to your point, like um, Abigail Schreier's book, um, which I'm totally blanking on the title right now. It's yeah, so with sad. the picture, the, the covers of picture. Of a yes, girl with yes. The empty circle. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like her point of her main points in that book is that traditionally the people that expressed with gender dysphoria which by the way is always a secondary condition there's always first presentation with anxiety or depression uh, or some other mental illness billboard chris billboard chris's big stat is he'll he'll look at these clinics that will show that half of the kids who are coming in with gender dysphoria or gender identity disorder half of them are on the autism spectrum Oh, wait, that was an yeah. extensive focus in Great Britain. That's why they yeah, they put right. they started pushing back so hard against the transgender ideologies in Great Britain because, in Parliament. Because anyone who knows anything about children who are on the spectrum know that the hyper focus, right? The like once mm-hmm. you once you lock on something, you can't think about anything other than it. Yep. Your entire it's and so the moment you that that thought that seed that you might be a girl, you can't let it go, and the hyper focus upon it, the fixation means that you won't be able to let go of it, which means it, it will just naturally overtake your thoughts. Yep. And <laughs> so originally it was men that presented with gender dysphoria and they often didn't have a, an issue with it until later in life when they would present as women and, and, and struggle in that way. But the dramatic effect and change in our culture is that it's, it, it, it's, it's flip-flopped. It became not old men but young women who are most susceptible to suddenly transitioning suddenly and abruptly irreversible transitioning. damage that's an oh, well done nice irreversible damage. irreversible damage yes as as i'm reading it i probably should go back and take a look at the title so that'll help me remember <laughs> 
when you're reading a book, you're not looking at the title. Um, but they do yeah. put it at the top of every page. You know, you know, I guess I should start all the way at the top <clears throat> and probably read the page number, too. Anyway, I, mean, it might I help do recommend reference that. things. I do recommend that book. You can still get that book in some places. And um, the foot, just for the footnotes, the footnotes are fantastic in that book. So footnotes are better than endnotes. Can Dude, I just say that? Footnotes are so great. Footnotes yeah, are but the so they're, 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 Anyways, if there's clearly <laughs> the anyways. evidence shows clearly the evidence shows that it's more it's much more of a social <clears throat> contagion mm-hmm. than a legitimate. But so so and, and this so when when I've had this conversation with people so early on in this whole COVID thing to, to, to tie this together, one of the things I've heard from people was there's Andrew there's no way that they're all in on it, all the governments around the world all the different like how can they all how can it be so so in concert and i think that people who would hold to a biblical worldview who neglect the reality of the human condition and the spiritual realm um, shouldn't make that argument so my argument from the beginning has always been something like this do i believe that the premier here in ontario is an evil vindictive maniacal man who wants to crush Western civilization? No. But do I believe that because he's not in Christ, Satan is his master and he does the bidding of his master? Yes. Now, do I believe that's also true for essentially all world leaders? Yes. Mm -hmm. And everyone in elected office? Yes. Therefore, if Satan, who's a liar and a murderer from the beginning, right? Like everyone needs to go back and reread John 8. Mm. Everyone who's wondering what's going on needs to read John chapter 8. Because if Satan is a liar and a murderer from the beginning, then his lie to Adam and Eve was what? Adam, you don't have to be a man. Eve, you don't have to be a woman. Eve, you can be just like your husband and do his job. And Adam, just you know, sit back and do, do your wife's job. So that was the lie. Let's mix up what it means to be man and woman. He's a liar, and then he's a murderer because he brings death. So is it any surprise that this same prince of darkness, who is the master and the father of all those who are not in Christ— would then be working through them to push agendas that are based on lies that their end result would be death and murder. No, then it makes perfect sense. So the the attack on kids fits with their source, Mm -hmm. which is one whose kingdom is based on lies and whose operation is death and murder. Then, then, then I have a clear line connecting why all the nations and all the world leaders can work in concert because they're taking their orders from the same prince of darkness who is their master who wants to do nothing more than mar the image of god in creation well not all the nations and lies not all the nations some of the nations in africa actually are pushing back yes yeah hungary hungary is also kind of pushing back and yeah legislatively i know i have a friend who actually fled germany because homeschool is illegal there and they were going to make jab mandates mandatory for kids he was on the phone with me where had a long conversation about what should he do when he fled Germany for Hungary mm, and relocated there. That's well, a good choice. See, and the, the crazy, well, not the crazy thing is, but this is just par for the course, is that <clears throat> you're absolutely right. It's the same general in the same war, um, giving the same orders to uh, those that are serving under him. But also in, in Canada specifically, maybe this has not happened here in America, but um, we have different protections than you do. But they've, they've essentially... Uh, forbid churches or Christians from speaking out against this transgender ideology and actually providing the true and primary source of hope and healing for these people. Mm -hmm. You can't get hope and healing for these people outside of 
um, a biblical understanding of of identity um, and forgiveness of sins. And so they've they've essentially <clears throat> cut off these people from hope, and they've they've taken over that for themselves by giving some type of false and and very deadly and very disturbing hope. It's but that's um, but that's an old play, right? right. So again, yeah. let's let's put our, we'll put our Bible hats on. The same G, the same Jesus who call, called the religious leaders sons of Satan. What did he accuse them of? He accused how how often I was, how often I would have gathered your children, but you were not willing, right? Or or how often did he say to him, "You put the burdens on, you crush the people, you were the ones who were supposed to be good shepherds, but you're false shepherds." And so this this is the same play that ultimately Satan again, the master of. The majority of the Sanhedrin, though not all of them, what does he do? Through them, tells the people, if you want salvation, if you want to be accepted by God, if you want to be prosperous, here are our rules, our commands, which lead to death, not life. That the answer, which would have been the truth that the one true and living God has sent his Messiah Mm -hmm. to redeem them. Here you have the religious leaders, the political leaders not only opposing Christ, but coming against those who would bring this message of hope. Why? Because Satan's their master who does everything to bring lies and murder. This is an old game. This is a 2,000 year long game. And it just happens to be our turn here where and then we, we like the, we don't want to be like the super crazy Dispies with red yarn connecting all the dots saying Satan's behind every bush and you break your ankle and it's Satan and Oh, you got you got you got a cold. That says the demons are in you, right? You got to cough them out. We don't want to be crazy like that. But if we don't understand that this is a deeply spiritual battle, and that Satan is the captain, influencing those under his enslaved rule, then we're not going to see what's really going on, and we're going to ask questions like, "There's no way that a bunch of men could plan this together, right?" Because it's not a bunch of men. It's something more than that. Yeah, and that's a great. We never plug. We never plug merch into our shows, but that's a great thought as to why we put as as to why we launched our latest shirt, the Slay Dragon shirt, because people, people, Christians, so often forget or even neglect the fact that we are in a spiritual war, and that Paul uses spiritual warfare language all the time, mm-hmm. and that God is the God of armies, and that He has been warring since the beginning. And that he is victorious in this war, but that we are active participants in the war and that we need to be combating these spiritual forces of darkness. Instead, what we've done is lay over or roll over rather and allow these people to gain ground. No, we need to we need to fight back. We need to slay these dragons. We need to fight against the principalities and powers of darkness. We have to speak the light of truth into this darkness and cast it back to whence it came it's it's what it's what we need to do not to get all uh, weird with that language you know what i mean but yeah yeah i'm not like uh, kenneth copeland blowing into the mic blowing COVID away even that though (laughs) even that even you say that we we, we rolled over right we've so again let's if we put put on the put on the bible hat what what did so i would argue that places like tgc Big Eva denominations, the seminaries, they've essentially become like the false prophets of the Old Testament. That when the true prophets would stand up and say, it's persecution, right? Like they're actually persecuting Christians. Don't you understand that this evil agenda is coming for the church? Like, okay, so, so what? They shut businesses. 
like Satan really cares about collateral damage? If his target is the bride of Christ, do you think he cares that the fallout damage will be small business owners and mom and pop? Of course, not. he'll t- he'll he'll destroy it all. Well, so that destroys the, the family too. So either way, he's winning. Yes. Like he's he's winning so either way. What did the false prophet say? Peace, peace. Mm-hmm. Well, there's no peace. And what 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 has the church been saying? You know, what has the institutional church been saying for the last 50, 75 years? It's fine. Schaefer, you're 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 an alarmist, Francis Schaefer. You don't know you're you're off your rocker. Jay Gresham Machen, what are you talking about? This isn't a problem. Like they scolded these men and called them alarmists, when in reality these men were pointing out <laughs> what the prophets of old were pointing out. Don't you like see prophets. what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> Don't you see what's going on here? Yeah. And that the the evangelical institution said, no, 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 peace, peace is fine. We're good. We still have the Ten Commandments in the schools. We're fine. And then that those false prophets are what has, in part, brought the judgment of God upon us. Yeah, that's that's exactly what Jen Wilkin was saying about the public schools. By the way, yeah. Well, wait, what was what, what? she's she's saying peace, peace, where there is yeah, no oh, yes. peace. No, that's correct. Um, yep. That's not wasted time. It's human nature studies. The problem is, <laughs> the problem is, time and time again, we see these churches not preaching truth from their pulpit. We see these organizations not writing anything based in truth, and they're 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 feeding you the soft, uh, just flatulent. It's just a it's just a it's a Ew. it just. It's just that's all it is. Like they're just giving you garbage, and it has no it has no substance because it's just lies wrapped the around. The word you were looking niceness. for was impotent. Impotent. It's that's impotent. good. Yeah, I like that. Impotent. <laughs> yes. Because like, no, like they're feeding off of flatulent what? What are and, they? <laughs> and they're saying it's nice. Like it's 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 kind, but it's not kind because the kindness kindness actually does involve the truth, and it doesn't have any truth. It's not loving. It's a lie. It's it's actually hateful, is what they're doing because that's what lies are. Lies are hateful, and. It's just it's just so frustrating. So when you when you look when you stand back when you get your big macro view here of of the whole micro it's a micro view micro no, macro is tiny no macro is big yeah macro is yeah. big okay. micro like microscope right. looks Why like small I, things I just want to go to sleep <laughs> so <laughs> when you get your big I'm macro gonna talk view, to Andrew you shut up <laughs> when you get to your big macro view and you're you're peeling it back where where is all this coming from so we have these we have these governments of, of all these nations and as you're saying they're they're in concert seemingly in concert in many ways and we we know that that there's definitely obviously the spiritual realm uh, is a, is involved here so we see the work of satan but it still feels like they're all so in concert that there must be additional some sort of additional globalist kind of movement mm-hmm. that you as you would expect, it's the Germans. It's always the Germans, isn't it? It's the Germans. It's always the Germans. We <laughs> will take over the world. Have you guys? Have you? I'm sure you guys have seen that Norm Macdonald bit when the, that he did his last appearance on Letterman, where he talks about Germany. Have you guys not seen? I that? I feel like I have. I'm almost I, positive oh, I have. My, so, I've no, seen anyways, so much Norm so Macdonald. Norm Macdonald does a bit. He's like. You know, everyone talks about being scared about Iran and South Korea, North Korea. But you know, I'm scared about the country of Germany. <laughs> That's right, I don't know if you guys are history buffs, but uh, <laughs> in the First World War, Germany decided to go to war, and they took uh, took as their opponent 
the world. <laughs> and uh, you think it'd be over quick. Like the way they almost, it was close. It was close. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's what he says. says the same about World War II. And then he's like, you think after World War II, they say, okay, Germany, you can't be a country anymore on account of you're trying to take over the, the world. world. <laughs> yep. But no, so, uh, they're now the richest country in Europe yet again. How does yes. this happen? Why, why do we not? Yeah. <laughs> it just keeps happening. Well, it's so so it's it's organizations. So, I mean, it's we're talking about the WEF, the WHO, the UN, the International Bank of Settlements. I mean, a lot some of these are more well known than others. But basically, it's these supranational organizations that have tremendous power and influence that are affecting things on a national level. And I'll say again, again, Bible hat on, what we're seeing here is a Babel 2.0, right? Like what we're seeing here is the, the coming together in an unholy unity in the same way that Babel, the same way that they did in Babel, saying we can be like God, which is precisely what Yuval Noah Harari from the WEF mm. has said, right? We don't need God anymore we are God, we can hack humans. And so you have, again, 6,000 years later, human beings coming together saying, we can be God, we can build and be as great as God. And so, so again, it's deeply satanic, but it's, it's these organizations with tremendous power and tremendous influence. And Canada, you know, the, the, I've said before that Canada, I think, is the vanguard of the globalist agenda. I think that Canada is the tip of the spear in the globalist agenda. And I believe that as it goes with Canada, so it will go with the West. Now, why Canada? I mean, that's that's a, that's a, a bigger discussion that that's more layered. But essentially, it appears that that's the play. So half of Canada's federal cabinet are graduates from the WEF Young Leadership Program. Our deputy prime minister sits on the chair of the WEF. When Justin Trudeau was elected prime minister, Klaus Schwab, Klaus Schwab was rejoicing how happy he was that Justin won and how influential the WEF has been in Canadian politics. Canada, so in 2017, the WEF launched its known traveler ID program, which is a travel ID app digital. And the early adopting partners were the government of Canada, two airports in Canada. Um, and interestingly enough, the first and only country in the West to adopt a digital travel platform that included your vaccination status was us with ArriveCan. By the way, I am facing a $6,000 ticket because I refused to fill out ArriveCan when I came back from Canada this last June. So that's uh, so, so the WEF puts out their known traveler ID and then the only country to actually put it into play four years later is Canada. They call it ArriveCan. The, we, the WEF's 2030-2050 goals for net zero carbon, the earliest adopters, and the harshest countries in terms of pushing this with punitive measures also happens to be Canada. Our carbon tax is the worst in the world. It is, it is crippling. Basically, in seven years, about 40 cents of each liter will be carbon tax. That's it. Just 40 cents of each leader will be carbon tax. So 
the the analogy I've used. That's a to lot of tax it. just to use your car. Oh my goodness, that's a lot of tax. <laughs> that's a man. lot of tax. It's and currently a liter cents. is so small compared to a yeah. gallon. It's currently it's like... fourteen cents, but it's going to be forty cents. So the analogy I've used to help people understand it is: if anyone has ever worked at a sporting goods store or retail store, um, and if they haven't, the analogy goes something like this: head office. Um, so, so a, a skate company like Bauer. Bauer wants to put out a new skate. We got a new skate we're releasing. That's an ice hockey so, skate for those in America. Right. Thank you. I, right. I was not following. I mean, Bauer was bought out by an American company. They're not Canadian anymore. Much to our much to our shame. So, so they want to put out a skate. Okay, we'll we'll talk American. So, uh, Easton wants to put out a new baseball bat. Very good. That right? works. Yeah. So Although Jesse's still lost. I still okay. have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. Really. <laughs> what, Nike what, wants what, to put out a new Air Jordan. Sure, oh, yeah. whatever. I know like, both of those things. They want to put out a new shoe. They want to put out a new ball shoe or a new basketball shoe. So what they do is they don't just send every store the shoe, but what they have is head office for – so like Dick Sporting Goods. Head office has a few test stores, a few test markets where they want to try the product first to see how it rolls out. And these test stores are in specific locations. So what they'll do is before they send the product to the test store – they will send the test store all the advertising stuff, like a nice case, a display, so it looks nice. They'll send the specs on the shoe. They'll give it to the employees. You can look through what are the benefits, what's the technology, how are you going to sell this thing. And then they'll send the product, and then they'll say, push it, see how it goes. And then depending on how it goes in this test market, we'll see how it works in the rest of our stores. So Canada is the test store for the globalist agenda. We are the prime test market. And the product, I mean, the, the overall product is a neo-Marxist, cultural, behemoth, woke, globalist, status, satanic agenda. That's the that's the main product. You forgot it's socialist, not, but okay. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's correct. Socialist, trans. So the sub the products, the sub products would be like the jab, the COVID injection, mm. or the digital ID or the central bank digital currency. Which, by the way, we're way ahead of you guys. The, yes, the, you can have that. That's yeah, all you, we're, bud. We're way ahead of you in terms of digital ID and central bank digital oh, currency. Way, we're going to roll it out here before, oh, you, yes. before you guys will. Definitely. So Canada is the test market for the West. And all this effort is being placed to see Canada fall to this monster, to this product. And this is my, this would be my, my hypothesis as it goes with Canada, so it goes with the West. So if Canada indeed falls to this globalist agenda, the rest of the West will follow suit. That's uh, you guys. That's Europe. I I'm, think it's all. I'm, I'm going to. I'm just going to stop you right there because <laughs> you're, there's one big thing here. It's one big thing you're not factoring in. The guns. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> you gave up. Not. I'm not you personally, but right. You allowed. I did not give it. No. Up. No. You had them taken away from you. That would literally that would be war in America. If if that was what they tried to do, that would be war in America. And I think that is a huge factor. But I think ultimately guns are not saving us from the ideological war here. And that's that's the other side of it. Like, yeah, maybe it could stifle some tyranny, but it's not going to stop this ideological ideological push that's happening. And one of my one of my fears is like when we talked earlier, you said how, you know, we were way ahead of uh, abortion than 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 we were. 
right? Uh, you were ahead. Something, something else you said, like you were ahead of the curve. So if you were ahead, uh, then yes, sodomite unions and abortion. We yes, were all we yeah. did that first, right? So if you were ahead there, and now you're simply saying that you're ahead on these things, that is the fear. Like I don't want yep. to go down that route. And my hope, my my true hope, is that I'm watching, you know, small churches become much more stable and and growing than than I'd seen in a long time. And I'm watching some of these um, frou-frou evangelifish movements and churches kind of lose their edge. They don't have that. They don't like. They don't carry that weight. It used to be like. Oh wow, the Gospel Coalition put out an article. I have to read it. Nobody cares now. Like mm-hmm. they're 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 searching for people to write for them because no one cares what they have to say. And and I'm watching this this shift. And my hope is that it can become a, a an actual revival, not like something that you know you plan and then you start with a bunch of college students and then you decide when it's going to end and then it moves. You know, not not like that, but like a real revival where there's repentance and 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 re- reconciliation and and maturity and movement and growth like a real one and and I'm, I'm encouraged because i do see that happening and i think i think the joy is i feel like i feel like you've seen you've been able to see that in canada not by all the other churches but by those by those hundred or so churches mm-hmm. that have been willing that were willing to stay open that were willing to say that there's something more true than the dictates of man so what i think that's going to look like culturally is this um I think so. I'm not a pessimist, but that is not my that's my not my natural disposition. And my eschatology is an optimistic, triumphant one. That's my eschatology. I'm not pessimistic. I am trying to do what Jesus says, you know, look at look at the clouds, look at the sun, look at the color, look at and try to try to read what's happening. Try to read the signs of the times, gauge what's going on based on that. Save for a massive top-to-bottom, inside-out repentance and revival. That is the only thing that is going to stop what I think is coming for our country, which is utter, total, societal collapse. I think that we are in the the twilight of Western culture. I think that we've reached our decadent phase and beyond. I think we've gone past the point where the minor prophet said, listen, up until this point, if you repent, you can still... And our response has been murder more babies, castrate more boys, profane marriage more, arrest pastors more. Like it's just been the exact, it's been more and more of heaping on judgment. So I think that we are in the twilight of Christendom 1.0 and Western civilization. And I think Canada will fall to this beast, though I'm doing everything in my power by God's grace to work against it because I need to obey Christ and work hard Mm -hmm. and be hopeful But there's another thing that I'm doing, which I believe, again, I could be wrong and I'm happy to be wrong, but I think that the the posture of Christians, specifically in Canada, though we actively work in the present, is that my I believe that my 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 role, my calling before the Lord is to hand off to my kids a strong church, a strong biblical worldview, to give my kids the tools, the instructions and the equipment to continue to build the church strong and continue to build the kingdom of God so that when Canada and when the West, like Jesus says, not one, I I don't think there's going to be one stone left upon another. I think it's the whole thing's going to be rubble. And I think it's like the end of the Sermon on the Mount when Jesus says, and great was the fall of the house. I think that's going to be Canada. Great will be the fall of this house. 
the difference will be that my kids and their kids will do what Christians have done for 2000 years, which is rebuild culture. I think that's, that's my, that's my mission. My calling is to engage culturally, do the stuff I'm doing and try to be faithful. But ultimately I think I'm preparing my kids who I think are going to see a much worse Canada than I've seen to hand off to their kids, everything that's needed to rebuild Western culture, to rebuild Christendom 2.0 after I'm gone, because that's, the left doesn't know how to build anything. All they know how to do is tear stuff down. They're deconstructionists and revolutionaries. I think that the rebuilding after the dust is settled will come at the hands of the church. And what we were rebuilt is that's what the church did in the first century, the third century, the Reformation, the Puritans. That's all they did. They built from nothing something beautiful and glorious. And I think that'll be the job of my children and their children. And I'm content with that. And if I see the turnaround, praise God. But at this point, I think the car's already off the cliff. I think that we have we have we have pressed the Lord too much. I think we passed that point where there was still, you know, still oh, maybe he might be merciful and, and hold back his wrath. I think we're past that point. I think that it's going to be just a further hollowing out of of western culture in canada and but that still doesn't make me hopeless this is the thing people like are you andrew are you schizophrenic no because i understand that the kingdom of god will always be be strong in advance i understand that god will save his elect and that god is at liberty to see empires rise and fall and and the church will always do what the church does which is build culture save sinners advance god's kingdom preach the gospel um I just think it's our turn. I think it's it's Canada is about to face its own seventy A.D. Um, well, you have to tear down the idols. You know, you can't leave them half up, and and sometimes that means it, the the fall has to happen. You know, the idol has to fall so that you can rebuild mm-hmm. upon a solid foundation. And then once you tear that idol down, you do what uh, God told Gideon to do: is build another altar, sacrifice another calf right on top of the other one, and call it a day. Yeah. So I thought uh, this has been phenomenal. If I were to uh, try not to jump into a whole other episode, but I'm just curious. Have you ever heard of the Old Deluder Satan Act? Did you ever you ever hear of that? It's part of our American old history. Deluder Delude- Satan Act? Yes. No, I yes. have it's not. It's one of the first pieces of legislation for uh, you know public schooling in on the continent of North America. No, and uh, it was started by the Puritans in Massachusetts, uh, which last time I checked is not in Canada, specifically so that uh, you know. <clears throat> the last time every... you checked. What, what, wait, when's the last time you checked? Just now, and okay. the, and it was started so that every community would fund uh, the education of their children to be able to read the Bible. So I don't know how Christian the founding of Canada was, but. It, doesn't sound I mean, like it not, was. That's that not a funny. federal program. Our government didn't even exist. Our federal government didn't exist. No, but our federal pro- federal public school system did begin with the, the basis of the Bible. That was the whole whole thing. Thomas Jefferson helped over see that in New York City. So, well, I have thoughts on that, but we are going into another episode, and I don't want to have them right no, now. No, I just was just, just pointing out that there's a lot I've of just, Christian founding in that, America. I just told I just you that Canada's idolatry and sinfulness <laughs> is going to bring about our utter destruction. 
and you're going to tell me that we're not as Christian as I thought we were at the beginning. That, like that, that's a that's a moot point now. <laughs> like we're going down, man. We're off the cliff. It's all over. Like yeah, cares, but I, I just want to. I like to win. He likes to double tap. He's I doing like the to, double tap. Right I like now. to win. <laughs> you know what? If I could say this quickly too, this this is where I am. I'm actually more, con- in a sense, I'm more concerned for you guys in the states than I am here, and here's why. Here, the destruction of Canada. I think we'll go out with just a whimper. Like I think we'll just we'll, we'll it'll th- this monster will grow. It'll collapse in on itself, and we'll just go. Hey, that's really sucks, there, eh? and then it'll just <laughs> over, right? I think the re- I think that the danger. And so when people ask me where would you rather live here, or there, presently, presently it appears that with your constitution, there are protections in place that allow for greater freedoms. However. I think that the United States, one, is way more politically polarized than Canada. I think the sides, the, 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 the polarization and the political spectrum and the vile hatred for the other side is way more intense down there than here. Two, I think that the... Well, there is no real other side of it in where you are. Well, you you have it's, but it, you in a sense you basically have real conservatives and the entire political establishment. Right. Right. But because it's everyone in Canada, right? right? That's what I mean. It's all so flaky and washed out in the states. I think the the polarization and the galvanization of the two sides is way stronger there than it is here. Yeah, I, Two, I, I'd agree I think with that, that yeah. your, I think that your rebellious nature which isn't a bad thing right telling king george to take his taxes and shove them yep i think that that rebellious nature um is woven into the fabric of your country more than it is ours and i think it it affects people more socially which means when pressed whereas here we'd be more likely to fall over and take it down in the states i think the 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 guns and the attitude mean we're not going to see civil war in Canada. You will in the States. Yeah, no, I, I can see that. I, I can so definitely see in, that. In many ways, I think that once this beast continues to press in Canada, we'll just fall because we're weak and hey, maple syrup. That's us, right? But in the States, I'm actually way more concerned because given the much, given the racial animus, given the polarization politically, given that rebellious streak and 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 what makes america great at times i think it's a much more volatile situation like i think you guys are a barrel of gunpowder and just you've you've been staving off some of the sparks whereas here in canada we're basically just a we're a a big cake that's going to get squashed by a hammer and that's the end of canada i foresee a, a more violent civil war coming out of the States and a real kind of chaos that we would never see here. Even though you have the protections you do down there, it makes me say that now maybe, you know, you'd rather live there. But uh, in 40, 50 years, part of me feels like down in the States is going to be much more the wild, wild west than it will be up here. Yeah, but there's not a lot of feminists that go to the range. You know what I mean? They just... <laughs> You know what, though, man? Have you been seeing, have you seen all the stuff that came out after the Covenant School thing? Yes, I did. All these crazy feminists, like, decked out in full gear with plate carriers and ARs. Yeah, and, like... they, they cosplay, dude. They cosplay. They don't know how to use that stuff. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I hope so, man. Plus, they're all decked out so. in pink. They're easy to see. <laughs> 
That's true. Yeah. Although you're not, hide, you're not hiding that giant, pur- that giant purple wig, yeah. Doris. <laughs> once, once America goes culturally pink, they're going to be hard to pick out because they'll be in a sea of pink. Sea of pink. Anyways, the... I just I think that there's the same things that now present America with the protections that that it has. I think that under the right circumstances, those very same things will actually be more detrimental if they're sparked the right way, where that's not going to be an issue here. There's not going to be civil war. There's not going to be civil unrest in the same way as there would down there. I see it being a much greater issue down there than than here, which is why I think it's here first, why I think Canada needs to fall first, because if they can get rid of national sovereignty and Canadian identity and we just become a part of the amorphous globalist mob, if we can secure that up here, the likelihood of success in the states is greater. You can't go for the states first and then get Canada. You got to get Canada first and then move to the south. I would probably say that New Zealand's actually ahead of you guys, but they're much smaller. And so their mm-hmm. downfall has been easier because they're, they're, they're a lot more a lot smaller than than you guys i think i think yes. you're going to be the much larger you're the much larger um test case if you will by the well, global elite candidate inter- for for a country that's only about 38 million people that's only 150 175 years old even though canada is no threat on the political stage there's something interesting about canada in terms of its um, effect and influence on the rest of the world. And even, even even the role we play, I mean, we're a country that is rich in natural resources and a lot of wealth that still remains untapped within our country. And it's going to stay um, untapped because it's illegal to tap it. <laughs> that's correct for now, but maybe it's illegal to tap for now because the wrong people want to be able to tap it. And they yeah, want to- Klaus has got plans. Klaus, yeah. Klaus has so, plans. So there's there's that. I mean, even if you look at the, the, the First World War and the Second World War, a tiny, seemingly insignificant country like Canada, once the Canadian military, once the actual infantry enters the fray, these, especially in the First World War, I mean, this was kind of tide-changing effect on the First World War. Can't, for a country like Canada that's so small, even though it's so big geographically, so small in terms of population, so young in terms of its age— and it's still technically a part of the Commonwealth. I think proportion to its size and age, Canada has an interesting influence and effect in the world. And there's something unique about Canada where I think that's why the place here, the way that it is in a way that in other countries, it doesn't matter so much, but it, it matters here. And that's why the effort, why the effort from the WEF, why the effort, I mean, I don't know if you've seen stuff coming out about the Chinese interference, the MPs and the MPPs that were like, they were literally busing Chinese families to go vote for certain MPs. And the issue was that they were threatening their families back home in China. Hmm. So you'd have busloads of Chinese being forced to vote for a particular person. And they were told, if you don't, we're going to deal with your family back home in China. Like why, why the insane Chinese influence? Why the WEF influence? Why this effort in Canada? If it's just maple syrup and, it's, there's something more about our country than 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 what's on the surface, and I think that's why the intentional play. It's just so interesting because China's 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 end game is not aligned with world, the World Economic Forum's end game. It's very interesting to me. China is using them as. <laughs> China's the one that's playing them at this point. But then again, yes. China's so old they're going to die before they can do anything. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. What I 
what I find, what I find interesting is it just, this, it just keeps ringing in my head because we're so removed from the hardship that it was to begin the nation that is the United States of America that we don't, we don't, we don't have anything to really compare it. I mean, the, even our conflicts that are on international stages nowadays, they're so far away over there and, and our casualties on a, on a, you know, just a sheer volume are nothing compared to world war two and world war one. And even the founding of the nation, they're just nothing when you consider them as, as a percentage of the population. And so we don't the the people alive today don't know because we're losing the generation of people that actually were interact interacting with world war two, what it's like to actually give for something. And I just keep coming back to Thomas Jefferson's quote that that the tree of liberty must be watered from time to time with the blood of tyrants and patriots. Like that's tyrants, tyrants and patriots. Gosh. I don't know. Andrew, Andrew does have a point though because, because I have seen I have seen Andrew does have a point though because I have seen what their armed forces can do with a horse brigade. Oh wow. That's true. That's messed up, man. Yep. Yeah, but horses don't win against tanks. No. All right. Well we gotta we gotta start wrapping this episode. Yeah, up no, I, I I was only saying that because I, I can see where while while that type of civil unrest is scary, it's also sometimes very important to us mm-hmm. to identify that what what's worth dying for. What is what is worth dying for, what is true that's worth dying for. Um, is also an important factor um, to, to, to know. So. Yeah, I mean, while we are polarized, it's not like it's 80-20 polarized. It's it's still fairly in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fairly in the middle. In terms, not of, on in terms the, of percentages. Not in percentage of you know people who own guns, but I mean, it is fairly in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Man, this got real deep, and uh, you know what? There was no tinfoil hats here. I think this is all. This was very much up and on the up and up. There weren't. There was no conspiratorial talk here at all. This is all ch- stuff churches should be talking about. Absolutely. If y'all want to be men of of the times, like the men of Issachar, you got to know this stuff. Amen. You got to know that the that the lead actor on the Chosen that played that hippie dude in that Jesus movie, you know, was soul sucking that dude's grave at that cathedral. You got to know this stuff. It matters. Does I admit that I missed the story or probably I'll fill you in after the show. Well, heaven, don't mention it on yeah, your don't, show. I, don't watch the Chosen. That's I think that's well, that's that's, that's the takeaway yeah. here. You know yeah. what? Let me give you another bonus. Uh, do not. And I repeat, do not interact with the exodus from the Daily Wire if you you're intending to interact with it in a way that would honor Christ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's well, very actually, interesting. It's, it's just uh, not good. This, this really quickly, you reminded me of something that I, w- I was thinking of when you were talking about, you know, TGC doesn't have an audience anymore. And you, what you were saying was it's good, right? That evangelifish stuff is like, we're moving in the right direction. Like people are waking up. And when you said that, I thought about something, which was, yeah, but who is replacing them now? as the cultural icons that are that are offering critical commentary jordan peterson guys like andrew tate canadian right? like some, englishman well, <laughs> andrew, andrew tate's not he's american anyway so but these guys I've heard who, his accent. um these guys who have these amassing these followings in terms of the joe rogan right yes, so here are yes, these yes. cultural figures who even like christians they love soaking up the good stuff that jordan peterson is saying and 
these other guys are saying because they're touching on elements of truth. But so we have traded TGC for Jordan Peterson. And the only, the only, the only difference is at least one feigns Christianity more than the other. But at the end of the day, both of these things will draw people away from Christ and towards something else. Yeah. And so we've, it's, it's good that big Eva's on the way out. But it's bad that Big Eva is being replaced with these pseudo Christianese people who are touching on truths of creational norms and men and women and culture. That's great, but they're still going to lead people away from Christ and do more damage in the long term than the short term, a la the Daily Wire and Jordan Peterson, a Christ-hating Jew and a Bible-rejecting agnostic trying to teach us about God's the glory of God's word. His, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's leading his chosen people out of slavery. I've, I've decided the reason, history. the reason Jordan Peterson can't see God and Christ and the beauty of salvation is because in standing in front of it is a picture of Jung and he's so big that Jordan can't see past him <laughs> to God. <laughs> Because everything goes back to Jung with this guy. Everything. Everything goes back to some archetype or picture or well, Jung, Jung would say, or I think as Jung would see this particular point, like, shut shut your mouth. Who cares what Jung thinks? This is the exodus. This is God calling his people from redemption, buying them back from slavery into his freedom, calling them to himself. Shut up. Well, <laughs> shut up, he, man. Him, him, Ben Shapiro, they're way more influenced by theological liberalism than they think because everything is allegory, everything is type, everything is mythology, and they don't, they don't, they don't see that they are, they're, they're compromised in that regard. Yep, hundred percent. All right, so evangelic fish are being replaced by Jordan Peterson and RuPaul. That's, that's that's basically what I got out of this whole conversation. I definitely think this is a great time to plug uh, Missio Day Church. You can go to Missio Day Church's podcast channel and listen to eighty some sermons on Exodus. We're still doing it, so it's not and done. We are a little over halfway through. Go back to chapter the first one, and you will get a beautiful, awesome, glorious. It's you know what pisses me off about the Exodus things. Exodus is so beautiful and important, and it, it just unfolds the rest of Scripture. That when you're doing what they're doing to it, it, it's it's so destructive to who Christ was. And don't let your friends don't let friends listen to Exodus. Okay, Christian friends do not let other Christian friends listen to that Exodus from the Daily Wire. Don't do it. It's not good. Another thing I want to plug is the Liberty Coalition. So if you haven't gone to the Liberty Coalition on Rumble or on any of the social media platforms or on on, do you guys on YouTube? I've never seen you on YouTube. We are Liberty for Canada. We are, I think we've just come back from a little bit of a suspension. Okay. <laughs> a, short, we are on a short unplanned yeah. hiatus. Just go to Rumble. Rumble yeah. is, Rumble is one of the, the best places place we need to, to Rumble's move. good, but F, F, we're, on, we're part of the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. So oh, flfnetwork.com, yeah. you'll get our show. You'll get some other show. There's some other um, really great Canadians there. Aaron Rock show, Nate Wright show that's there as well. That's the best place to find us. In case uh, we're moved all off the big platforms, yeah, definitely go to Fight Live Feast. But and, and you know, there was a really cool picture on the app this past you know week oh, when, yeah, when yeah. they were featuring the interview that uh, you know Liberty Coalition did with yes. the Carpe Fide. That's yeah. right, the crossover. Yeah, that was that crossover. Guy. That picture was fire. Somebody mm-hmm. did some good editing on that one. Matt Halleck, man, he's he's Matt, uh, he's, the, he's the production whiz. He is the man. You guys met him at the Church of War conference. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. 
Well, that's awesome. I, I definitely go get connected with these guys. They're phenomenal. And most of you probably are already because, you know, you listen to us. So you're obviously a discerning human being. So, yes. <laughs> yes. Andrew, I just appreciate this time. Uh, I thank you very much for it. And I just look forward to continuing to collaborate with you, man. Yeah, I'm I I mean, I for anyone who's not watching this, I am wearing a, a wonderful shirt. The color I think really works well with my complexion. Oh, for sure. Um, oh, yeah. It's like a fine wine. It is. And I mean, I'm Italian. And yeah, so so it, you, cut, you cut me and I bleed two parts sugo, two parts <laughs> tomato sauce, and then one part wine. Like that's just, <laughs> It just comes out of me. So that's yeah, disgusting. Uh, it's, it's, but it's true, though. That's but it's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah, no, I was I mean, I was really, really stoked to be able to meet you guys at the Church of War conference. And uh, I look forward to. A, a beautiful friendship for I, years and years to come. I like it because our energies match. I really do feel yes. like that. Yeah. I feel like our energies match. Yeah. We both laughed at the same same parts when I showed you that Russell Peters <laughs> video. So you know, you know you got the right people. You uh, laughed that's at the it. same parts, you know you that's got the it. right people. <laughs> Well, that's awesome, Andrew. I thank you again for being here. Uh, dear Christian, I, if you've not been encouraged to, to uh, by this guy, podcast, I don't know what will, but uh, we hope that you will indeed seize, seize the, the faith. faith.